Hey there, my friend, and welcome to Magnetic Mindset with your host, Alyssa Simpson. That's me. I'm a mindset and manifestation coach empowering women to burn the rule book by handing them the pen to write their own. I am a wife, a fur mama, native Texan, and your new unorthodox, free-spirited best friend. And I cannot even start to tell you how excited I am that you're here today. So please sit back, relax, and get ready to magnetize your mindset. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So glad you're here today. So today's podcast episode is going to be a little different. I recently did a guest coaching speaking opportunity and during the presentation that I gave, I talked about money mindset and I just thought, you know, I haven't ever really had this detailed of a conversation with the pod. So I'm using the recording of my presentation as today's podcast episode. And if you have been a private client of mine, or you have been inside of Activated Abundance Academy or Confidence to Cash, you have probably already heard this talked about in some capacity. (laughs) But for all of my podcast listeners who have not ever heard me speak on this in any kind of coaching container, I hope that this gives you a little bit of insight onto some of the things that I do chat about with my clients inside of my little realm of coaching. And yeah, it's it was a lot of fun to do a guest speaking opportunity and I am looking forward to doing more in the future. But this one just felt like such a staple into the things that I talk about and I coach that I just had to bring it here and show you guys. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. And of course, please let me know what you think. Enjoy! Before we get started, I wanted to do a little visualization so that we can really bring our vibration and our energy centered into this opportunity. So if you will, if you are in a comfortable spot, go ahead and relax. If you're sitting or if you're laying down listening to this, if you're driving, please, you know, (laughs) keep driving. You can always come back to this. But we're just going to do a quick visualization. So I want to start by having you close your eyes, relax, take in a deep breath, release, really notice how your body is sinking into the relaxation, take another deep breath, and release. Do one more deep breath. And release. Now while you're sitting or laying with your eyes closed in a comfortable position, I want you to visualize that big goal, that big dream that you have. What does it feel like to be around that? How do you feel in this moment? being within that big dream, that big goal. I want you to visualize it actually coming into your life. What are you wearing that day that you get the news that this big dream, this big goal is finally yours? Who's the first person that you're telling 
and you're saying, holy shit, it happened. It's here. I've done it. What are you doing to reward yourself, to celebrate actually achieving that big goal, that big dream? How does it feel that you're there? How does it feel that you've accomplished this? Where are you at? Are you at home? Are you outside? Are you on vacation? What does the air feel like? Get really crystal clear and visualize it in your mind. And I want you to hold the feeling of, holy shit, I've done it. It's here. And take a deep breath. And release. Now slowly start to come back to this moment. Touch your fingers together. Maybe stretch. And whenever you're ready, open your eyes. And now that you have that feeling of achieving that big goal and that big desire, whether it be money or a new home or those soul-aligned dream clients, you have that visualization that you've had it. And visualization is such a really great tool whenever we talk about just manifesting our desires and our dreams. So if you could maybe implement this for the next 10 days and just see what kind of magic happens, I would love to hear about it. So let's get into it, y'all. The law of relativity, right? There are universal laws in place that have been in place for centuries, okay? And a lot of times whenever we think of the universal laws, we think of the law of attraction because that got a lot, a lot of attention um, in 2008 whenever the movie The Secret came out. And so a lot of times whenever people think of manifestation, they think of just the law of attraction, right? So like attracts like, and wherever you put yourself vibrationally, you will be able to receive those things. The law of attraction does work, but to have a few other laws in conjunction with that is really going to support that. So the law of relativity here is a really good one when we're talking about specifically the energy of money. And the raw, the law of relativity states that whatever's relative to you is relative to you, right? So $100,000 might not be a lot of money to you, but enough for someone else. And being aware of what you hyper-focus on. So if you're hyper-focusing on, let's say, $100,000 and you have it in your mind that you won't be successful or you can't call yourself a successful business owner until you've reached that $100,000 income mark, then you're seeking it from a state of lack. You are only wanting to achieve the $100,000 because you're coming from a lack mindset, which if we're using the law of attraction, lack attracts lack as well. So if you are continuing to think of achieving $100,000 from a state of 
<laughs> not already feeling great and successful and all these things just as you are right now, then it's going to really be hard for you, you to achieve that $100,000. And it's going to be really hard for the universe to open up doors to bring it to you. Just as $100,000 might not be a lot of money to you, or it is a lot of money to someone else that's pennies, right? Or to someone else that's more than they could even fathom in their mind. Okay. So being aware of your hyper-focus. So what is it that you're really stressed about? So is it, if I don't make $10,000 months, I, I'm just, I should go back to my nine to five, or I should pivot my entire business and find something that's going to work and it's going to stick. Why are you so hyper fixated on that amount of money? And a question that I like to ask a lot of my clients is, if you were to get a check in the mail tomorrow for, let's say, $100,000, what is it going to do for you? And a lot of times people say, oh, well, it'll make me more confident. It'll make me so happy. It'll make my life feel so much at ease. And that might be true, but it's not a sustainable feeling because you don't already feel that now. So the law of relativity is great to understand what is relative to you and being aware of, okay, so why are you desiring $100,000? Why are you desiring $10,000 a month or whatever, whatever the amount of money is? Why are you desiring it? Is it coming from a place of lack and getting really comfortable around that amount of money, right? So when you think of your offer suite and how you're pricing your products, if you aren't comfortable with the amount of money that you're asking, then it's going to be really hard for someone else to receive that energetically. Just like if someone also says, wow, that's a lot of money when you're like, this is nothing compared to what other people are selling their things at. You have to have a neutral stance on it. You can't be like, this is so dirt cheap. Anyone would want this. And you also can't think, oh my gosh, I don't know if anyone's going to buy this because I don't know if I would spend this kind of money on this product or this service. If you can start to embody what you think that the money will do for you whenever it comes, you're going to open up the receiving end of this, right? So if you are already confident, if you are already at ease, if you're already acting like you have this money, and I'm not saying spend outside of your means, but I am saying if you just act like this money is already relevant in your life, the law of relativity, then it's going to open up energetically for that money to come and find you. This is when the law of attraction takes place because if we focus on what you're lacking, it creates more lack and vice versa. Focusing on what you have, which is abundance, creates more abundance. A lot of times we think that it is so hard to be grateful for things that we are desiring that haven't come to us yet. But if you think of it as back whenever we're talking hunter and gatherer, right? The hunters would always show gratitude for their hunt before they've even hunted and killed and brought home meat for their tribe. Same thing with their harvests. They would always show gratitude and thanks for the rains that would come to make their harvest bountiful. So if you can already show gr gratitude for the things that you desire that have not come yet, that is focusing on your abundance. That is focusing on the things that you are wanting and attracting and bringing into your life rather than focusing on, well, fuck, this month I only made this much amount of money, 
that really sucks. Shifting it to, I'm so thankful and so grateful that this is the amount of money that I made this month and I can't wait and thank you for having more, right? So what amount of money do you want and why? A really good practice for this is if you, yeah, it's great to have a year goal, right? So if $100,000 a year is your goal, I want you to break it down into bite-sized pieces. So let's take it to the month, right? So each month is going to be the goal of $10,000. What is that money going to do for you? What do you want it for? How are you going to spend it? How is it going to serve you? How is it going to be beneficial to your life? And oftentimes when you first start writing out that list, it's like in payoff debt. Well, I can make sure that my bills are paid or I can make sure that I can pay my mortgage or my rent or whatever. And that's great. And all you definitely should come from a place of what are your every month expenses, but also have some fun with it. So if you're wanting all this money just to pay off debt, that's not a lot of fun, right? And that's not going to be the secret sauce into getting more stuff. So have fun with it. Write down if you want a new Chanel bag, you want a new Chanel bag. How's it going to serve you? It's going to make me feel great. It doesn't have to be this I'm going to donate money to cure cancer or anything like that. It can be something that's to somebody might think that's silly and to you, you're like, but this would make me feel so good if I had it. It doesn't matter. But the more fun on this list, I encourage. But for me, whenever I do this, I do a mix of both. I'll do my every month finances and then I also have fun with it and play around with it. And I highly encourage it. The law of compensation. So this one is really interesting. And basically the law of compensation states that you will be compensated based on your energy, <laughs> like literally. So if you are giving value to the world and to others, then you will be compensated, right? If you are just doing it to do it, you more than likely won't be as well compensated. And this is true if you think of like people who run run hedge funds versus firefighters, right? There's a huge financial difference. But if you have ever met a hedge fund person or a firefighter, you can see that the firefighters typically have a more bountiful life because of their value that they're bringing, because of the value they have behind it. They're not just doing it for the paycheck. They're not just doing it to say that they are a firefighter. They're doing it because they ultimately have this desire in their heart to go out there and do it. The same thing with artists, right? If you have artists who are just doing art because mom and dad said you have to be an artist because all of us are artists, they probably won't have a very successful career as an artist because it's not something that's in their heart saying, bring art to the world. You should be the person to design and these beautiful things for everyone to consume. So think about that whenever we're thinking of what your mission is, what your ultimate like I am statement is it needs to be something that's drawing value and when we think about entrepreneurs and we think about the line of work that we're in as people who are working for themselves or even just working to get better at the person that you already are have the value be the driving factor for it there are people that I know who literally don't work and they make money like it's nothing but they are doing things to serve from their value that they have in their heart. So I want you to separate how, right? So separate the how of, well, if I do this, it's something that I really 
feel like is a value in my heart, but I don't know if I'm going to make money from it. Separate that because you can get money delivered to you and received to you in so many different ways, in the forms of discounts, in the form of a check in the mail, in the form of someone paying for your groceries, or maybe something happening at the company that you pay for your electricity and you just get a free month of electricity. So stop being so hyper-focused on the how and just follow that value that's in your heart for a little bit and see what happens. The law of compensation also states that being generous and kind with what you give and receive. So if you have a really hard issue with receiving, so if someone giving you a gift makes you feel uncomfortable, or if thinking of one of your clients or customers giving you more than what is actually a price of your product or service, if that makes you uncomfortable, why? What is the block with receiving? And you get what you give out, both bad and good, because of the law of attraction. So be really mindful with what you're giving out. Are you doing something generous with giving because you feel like you have to or because you ultimately truly want to? And if there is a disconnect of like being of service and giving things from a generous point of view, if there's a block with that, that's something that can heal too because all of the things that we have that block us for whatever reason are things that we are conditioned as kids and you can unlearn them just as you learned them. This is my favorite <laughs> because treating money like your bestie is the key ingredient here. Every relationship that you have in your life, you want it to be something that's beautiful, that's fun, that feels good, that both people are happy and thriving. The same thing goes for money. If you aren't treating money like the best friend, it's not going to treat you like the best friend, right? And if you don't want to think of it in terms of friendships, think of it as relationships. If you are sitting here talking about money like it is untrustworthy, it will abandon you, you don't always depend on it to be there because you don't feel like you can depend on it that's toxic, right? And you wouldn't allow that kind of relationship in your life. And you also wouldn't allow yourself to be that way to another person. So start treating money like it's your best friend and how you talk to your money, right? So every time you pay a bill, are you pissed off? Are you saying, oh, I hate the first of the month because I have to, my money's leaving me. Money is circular, right? Like it's kind of like lungs whenever you breathe in and out, like it just comes and goes, it ebbs and flows. And by paying your bills, you're also providing someone else to live the life that they want and desire, right? And how cool is it that we have all of these things in modern technology that allow us to live a really comfortable life? You think of how you spend time with your best friend. How often are you really looking at your money and saying, you are so great and I'm so thankful for you. And because you're so great, I want to treat you. And you can look at this as how can you treat your money, right? Maybe you go and get one of your favorite beverages and then you drive to a really pretty overlook and you watch the sunset and then you have your journal with you and you're journaling all the great things that money has ever done for you. How obsessed with you are you with money, right? Like, do you love it? Are you happy to give? Are you happy to receive? Do you love paying your bills at the first of the month? Are you excited to pay your taxes because of what they do for everyone else? Like, what is your obsession with money? Is it negative or positive? And if it's negative, you can switch it. And that starts with gratitude, 
right? So if you look at everything that money's ever done and provided for you, even whenever you were a child, like, did you have clothes? Did you get to go on vacations? Did you get to have pets? Did you get to have hobbies and sports? All these things that essentially were free to you as a child because someone else is paying for them. That is still money acting for you in your life. And this is where the gratitude around money. Whoever, and there's a, it's a, a scripture in the Bible and it's in a couple of other religious books but it basically says whoever has whoever has more will get more. Whoever has less will get less. And I'm doing a horrible job at this, so I apologize. But essentially what that scripture says is whoever has gratitude will be given more and have an abundance. And whoever does not have gratitude, it will be taken away. And if you switch that gratitude to be specific on money, it makes so much sense. And it really does apply to your life like that if you know how to. And it is a muscle that you have to train. It's not just after watching this presentation, you're going to go, oh my gosh, I know how to make money work for me in my life. It is an everyday thing. So waking up and writing in your journal, five or 10 things of what you're thankful for and grateful for about money. Every time you open up your bank account, you're looking at the money and you're showing actual gratitude towards it. Every time you pay a bill, you're saying thank you for the money that you were able to have to pay the bill, to pay your groceries, to pay for services, to pay for things in your business, to pay for things for you to have fun. It is a thing you have to train your brain to do, but you can totally 100% do it. Money is like a bag of chips. <laughs> now, a lot of people that I've heard say like money is like tap water. You turn on your tap and it just flows and flows and flows and flows and flows. I like to think of it as a bag of chips because whenever you're eating a bag of chips, watching a movie and the chips are gone, you're not like, oh no, oh God, we've, we've run out of chips. The world is ending. What the hell are we going to do? No, because there's more, there's more for you to go and get, you know, whenever you're driving to the grocery store, you're not like, I really hope that those chips are there. Like if they're not, the world's going to be over. You know they're there. Money is the same way. Money is always there for you. Money is always easily for you to tap into. It is waiting for you patiently to come wife it up and make it your bestie. <laughs> if you're not comfortable with $1,000, what makes you think you're going to be comfortable with $100,000? And this is a really good reflection piece because it's true. If having a large sum amount of money makes you feel like you're going to shit your pants, then it probably means you're uncomfortable with it. So start getting comfortable. Does it scare you? And if it does, why? What was the conversation that you had growing up in your home or around other adults that they were talking about money? What is the conversation that you have now as an adult around other people when you talk about money? Do you have people in your life that are always talking about a recession or the banks losing all the money or the stock market crashing and us all being fucked? Are those conversations you're having around money with your friends and family? Does money feel like it's going to abandon you? And if it does, why? Was there ever a time in your life where maybe money did abandon you? And have you healed that wound? Or are you just scared because at one point in your life, you were told it was going to abandon you and you held on to it like it's your own personal personality trait. You can shift that. And you can shift that by looking at what is right now, right? Because a lot of times our fears and all of these worries, it's us thinking about either what has happened to us in the past or us getting so obsessed with what's what could happen in the future. 
all you are sure about is right now. And what's important right now is how your relationship is with money now. Does money feel like it only belongs in someone else's hands? That's a receiving issue. That's an issue with why do you feel uncomfortable with receiving it? Are you afraid of it? And if so, why? And if you feel like someone else deserves it and you don't, why? These are all good reflection questions. And to ask yourself to get very honest. And once you see it, you'll be able to recognize it for exactly what it is and handle it as needed. And one thing that I really want you to take away from this is when women become wealthy, the world changes. And that's just a fact, right? Like the women who become wealthy aren't doing it from a place of greed or anger or anything like that. They're doing it from a place of wanting to ultimately do better and heal the rest of the world around them. And it is like a ripple effect because you get to change the way you show up. You get to change the way that you are. You get to change the way that you are talking. And so when the women make more money, they're able to create more impact. And when they create more impact, the world becomes a better place. So just take that with you whenever you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so silly for wanting more. No, you're not. So manifesting money. What are things or experiences that you want to manifest? I want you to list them out. Every single one. And this could be 1,900 pages long or nine things long. It doesn't really matter. And this list can grow and evolve and change. But a lot of times whenever we think of what we're manifesting, we don't ever really put it out there right? We think of vision boards and we think of maybe praying or journaling it. But if have you really ever listed out the things that you want, like down to the detail, right? So I mentioned earlier, Chanel bag, have you ever written out that you want a Chanel bag or whatever that specific thing is that you kind of feel silly wanting? Have you ever written it out and made an entire list of the things that you want? Always make sure the list is fun. And how much of each one of these things, how how much do they cost? What do the experiences cost, right? How much is it for a Chanel bag? How much is it to take a first class trip to Europe or Switzerland or whatever, <laughs> you know? How much do these things cost? And if you don't know, like, for sure, you can look it up. Hello, we have the internet. Thank God for that. Or you can maybe do a roundabout number, what you think it would cost. But when you write it all out, add all the money up, you have a dollar amount and that's ultimately what you're manifesting, right? So instead of going into it blindly saying, I want to manifest $100,000. Okay, for what? For what? Just to have the money to say that you have the money. What is that money going to do for you? What are you going to spend it on? What experiences can it create for you? What opportunities can it create for you? When you list it out and have it there, it allows your brain to really see what is going on, right? Because if you didn't know this, your brain literally doesn't know fact from fiction. <laughs> so fill it up with everything you're desiring in by form of hearing it, visualizing it, writing it down and reading it back to yourself. All of those things are so key whenever we're talking about manifesting and the energy of money. You can do this monthly. I like to do it monthly because I like to have a different goal for the month. Um, you can do it quarterly, yearly. You can do it every day. It doesn't really matter. And that is the end of that little presentation. So some of the real big key takeaways for you, I'm hoping are just ways that you can have a better relationship with your money and ways that you can really learn how to co-create with money 
to make it actually work in your life for the greater good, for things that you are wanting to manifest. And maybe you have felt for a long time that you haven't been able to manifest those big dreams off your list. And you're so close, I promise. It's working its way to you. You just have to straight up treat it like whenever you're ordering something online or on Amazon and you just place it and you know that it's going to eventually come to you. That's exactly what it's like whenever we're manifesting and whenever we're talking specifically about money. So of course, if you guys have any questions or you want something more tailored to you personally, you know where to find me and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. Your support is so appreciated and I would love to hear your feedback on this episode. Make sure to leave a review and when you screenshot this and share it with your friends that you're tagging me on Instagram at underscore Alyssa Simpson X. I'll see you next week. Bye.